Hello and welcome to this edition of Bison Talks Impact. And I'm honoured to be joined today by the modern man in black, former Impact X Division uh, champion and tag team champion, Mr. Jake Christ. Hello, brother. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Ben? I've been good. I've been really good, actually. Uh, finally, been... uh, finally here to do it, huh? I know, I know. But this is the second time. This is the second time I've had the pleasure of speaking to you, my brother. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into, you know, finding out what you've been up to and uh, what you're looking to do in the future. Uh, first of all, I want to know, how's the family? Uh, and I hope you're staying so safe and healthy there in Ohio. Yeah, everything's uh, going well, uh, as well as can be expected right now, you know, during this whole pandemic, you know, I'm just looking forward to the day where everything starts to open up and, you know, I can start to do the international travel. That's what I want to do. I want to get where you are. Oh, man, that would be really cool. That would be really cool. And I, I know that whatever show you end up at in the UK, once we're all opened up, I'm definitely, definitely going to be there, um, which is, which, yeah, which is going to be cool. Um, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. We could do an in-person interview, even, even if yeah, it was great. like, that would you know, be great. even if it was socially distanced, you know what I mean? We could still do yeah, it. Yeah, just six yeah. feet away. It'd be cool, man. It'd social be cool. distancing, brother. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Wear your mask, social distance. I mean, everything will be fine. Exactly, exactly. Now, with Christmas... Um, obviously now over and done with. I do want to know, though, what is a typical Christmas like in the Christ household? Because, of course, I know that it's the, it's Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's just like uh, every other family, I would, uh, I would imagine. Just, cri- uh, just, you know, Christmas chaos and, yeah. you know, singing and the caroling and the ripping well, of the wrapping paper. You know, so it's just a typical Christmas here at the Christ household. Exactly. Well, because I know you've got young children, I'm going to imagine it's going to be um, very similar to my house. Uh, paper everywhere, uh, oh, yeah. cra- craziness going on, and lots of daddy children time. Um, we do Cookies enjoy. Cookies flying, you know, you got to duck oh. out of the way. You know, if you, exactly. don't, if you don't duck, you'll get hit with a cookie. Boom. You're <laughs> out. It's, it's, it's lights out. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, typical wrapping uh, paper flying everywhere. And, you know, the my kids uh, loving uh, their gifts that they got. Oh, man, I bet. I bet. I know that mine go crazy. Um, I, I did a really cool video, actually, because uh, one of the gifts that my uh, daughter wanted, I don't think she was expecting at all. Um, and uh, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to video it just on the off chance that she gets excited about this. So I'm video, and as she opened it, uh, she went absolutely crazy. So I posted it on Facebook. It was, it was probably one of the nicest uh, gift opening I've, I've, I've ever had the pleasure of, of watching from one of my children. So it was, uh, it, it was pretty right. cool. It was pretty it's cool. Always, it's always good to get that gift that, you know, that they want, but you, you know, you keep it under wraps and they're, they're not expecting it. And then they, when they open it up, it's just pure joy and excitement out of there. That's what it, I love. Exactly. But it was the most, I mean, she's seven. So it was probably the most unlikely thing that you could imagine. It was a Kylo Ren outfit. So <laughs> she went crazy over a Kylo Ren outfit. She's the biggest. That's amazing. 
seven. But there you go. Um, she's she's all roots for the bad guys. She's a bit like Dad. So he always roots for the bad guys. <laughs> always rooting for the bad guys. Exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> nice guys always finish last, right? Oh man, you're so true. <laughs> so so true. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, your impact run first, the highs and the lows, and your favorite matches, and then we'll get that out of the way, and then we'll move on to the to the to the other stuff. So. Let's say let's let's talk about sort of kind of the highs that you think you had during your impact run, um, and maybe some of your lows, and then obviously you know what was your favorite match overall in your whole time you were there. You know, two of my favorite matches in Impact is uh, where I beat Rich Swan for the X Division Championship, and then um, the the next uh, the next night I wrestled Aiden Prince you know, defending the exhibition championship in Canada and both matches I felt were just tremendous. Mm-hmm. So but I, I feel like those two kind of uh, stick out, especially, and, you know, not to mention the ultimate X match and the, the ladder match and the, <laughs> the barbed wire <laughs> massacre and the, the 51 50 street fight. So, I mean, I guess I've, there's there's been a lot of highs at uh, at impact for me, and to, to be honest, I can't think of one low, except for you know Sammy Callahan turning his back on me. What okay, that that what an asshole! Oh my god, I can't believe it. But uh, okay, that's fine. So you you talk about Aiden Prince there, and that's interesting because uh, I actually thought Aiden was going to get signed because he's a hell of a talent, isn't he? He's amazing. You I know, think you know if. If if there was a time to sign him, it would have been right after that match. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, that, he was great. He just, he just proved how awesome he, you know, he was. And when you know everything was on the line, and when the pressure's on, and the the big bright lights are on you, you know, he delivered. So, and I, I felt like you know, like I said, that match sticks out to me because I felt like it was a really, really good show, and not only on my part but also on Aiden's part. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he is, he's a very, very talented guy. And I mean, he's pretty good on the mic as well. So, you know, I just thought he was, he was a really good fit. And obviously with his background with, with, with Garst, obviously Scott. So if I'm right in thinking, he's actually a trainer at Scott's uh, dojo, isn't he? I'm not for sure, to, to be honest. Like, uh, I, it's weird because um, I, I kind of have that syndrome where where I'm at home, I kind of just turn wrestling off. You know, there's certain days where I just go silent from social media and, and stuff like that, which I probably shouldn't. But, uh, you know, when, when you got two children and you're trying to, you know, plan for the future and so on and so forth, you kind of don't have time to you know, jump on social media, at least I don't, you know, especially jumping in the gym on a regular basis that I have been. So, you know, I'm just trying to look forward to the future. I feel like uh, it's, it's only going to get brighter. And, and the best thing, the, the best thing that needs to happen, the best thing that could happen to the world is, you know, the, everything start to clear up, everything starts to open up, you know, the borders start to, uh, you know, let uh, foreigners are in and so on and so forth. And that's, that's basically what I'm looking forward to. And hopefully in 2021, we get that. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. It's this now- pandemic has just been the shits on everybody. Oh man, it, it's it's just knocked everyone by six, isn't it? Really. Um, now, obviously, your contract came to end on on uh, at sort of like the end of the year. 
Uh, we hit January the 1st, 2021. Now, what are your short-term plans leading into the new year? And, and where are you booked to appear at the moment? Where can we see Jake Christ at the moment if you wanted to see Well, right, right now, uh, Tennessee All-Pro, um, I got a show going on in uh, like, towards the late uh, part of January, but everything's starting to cancel on, on me again. I had a bunch of IWA Mid-South shows, so, you know, like I said, hopefully uh, the numbers start to drop and, you know, counties in America start to uh, open up and, you know, it, it's it's been it's been a struggle on not only the wrestlers and the promoters, but, you know, the fans as well, just wanting entertainment, you know what I mean? That live entertainment, you know. How many times have you been to a live wrestling show? We ha- well, I haven't. In, we have, we've had nothing over here um, you know, at I, all. I mean, as far as, like, you know, just your whole entire life versus, you know, watching it on TV, you'd rather be at a live show, I would imagine, right? Oh, yeah, without doubt. The energy is just off the chains when it comes to a live show. So it's just hopefully we get back to that. Hopefully, like, in the U.S., there's um, a lot of um, restrictions you know, most promoters can only run uh, 50 people in one building. That's fans and uh, wrestlers included. So, I mean, like no one, you know, so it's shows are getting canceled again. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully the numbers start to drop. And like I said, in these counties and they start to open up. We just need to start wearing our masks, wash our hands. <laughs> <properly>. <laughs> it's social distance. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got to be difficult for some of these smaller promotions because at the end of the day, it's the fans that come in to watch that pay the wrestlers' wages as well, pays everybody's wages. So if you're only getting 50 people in a building, including the talent, um, you know, either you've got to charge, you know, three, four hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, with, <laughs> who's got that exactly or you just it's gonna have to cancel the, the pandemic, show you know so it's just it's a it's a double-edged sword so hopefully you know uh people start to uh shape up and wash well, their hands well i don't know if you, social distance <laughs> exactly i mean i don't know if you're aware but we're back in a lockdown here in the uk so like everything has come to a halt again nobody's allowed indoors and um, you know you've got to stay at home as much as possible um so you know it's it's very difficult now um, there was a, a promotion over here run by a, a friend of both of ours actually we know called gary ward um he's he's starting this new promotion called um uh, wrestle carnival um and um you know it's it's kind of it, it keeps having to kind of put back the the start date which i think was going to be january um and and now we've sort of been put back in you know several months again we've got some dates that's been sort of thrown around for the latter part of the year i mean i'm hoping to see you turn up there i think i think it would be a great fit for you that would be a great that if you know, he's listening Hit me up, bro. Let's go. As soon as, yeah. you, as soon as everything start going, I would love to be a part of it. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. I, yeah. That's a, such a cool name too, right? Wrestle Carnival. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. I mean, I know that the plan is to try and cater for sort of kind of like everybody's taste. That's really difficult to do, but I know that they're looking at trying to cater for everyone's taste and styles. Um, I know Gary's a big fan of like the, you know, the strong style. Um, he, you know, so he's, he's, you know, he's, he's very big on all of that. So, but I know also that he's, he's got some, some great contacts to bring guys in from the U S. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, once that kind of kicks off where that's going to go with it. But again, you know, it's the same old story. Everything's just got to open up. It's got to open up and you can't kick off something new 
and you nope. know because where's the money going to come from unless yeah. unless people are going to watch it so right. um, you know so it's cool now I, I it's funny enough i assume that you are open um to talking to promotions like televised promotions and stuff like that uh with yeah. regards to contracts and signing exclusive deals all that kind of stuff have you actually spoken to anyone uh, already or you know is there anything i don't i don't have to say who i'm just interested oh, no 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 uh, I've, I've you know I've, I've got a couple of contacts out but as far as you know actually speaking with people at this point i haven't i mean like a lot of stuff has kind of come to a halt you know like you said you know and and to be honest like who's going to hire during a pandemic? You know what I mean? Like there, there, there's going to be a, don't trust me. I mean, like AEW, WWE, you know, the bigger promotions. Yeah. That they hire people, but you know, as far as I'm going right now, I'm kind of just enjoying being, you know, the free agent and uh, just going wherever the wind takes me. I like, I like being able to pick up the phone and, you know, see a message on Facebook or Instagram or uh, Twitter and be like, hey, are you free for this weekend? Well, as a matter of fact, I am. You know, if you have, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Right, if you have the right amount of uh, funds, and I will totally be a part of your show. So I, I'm really enjoying doing that kind of thing right now. So I'm not really – I know I probably should be looking to the future, but right now I'm just kind of enjoying my time uh, – at home and just chilling and like i said going to the gym and working uh working the kinks out of uh the modern man in black yeah yeah i talk about going to the gym i mean you've been going there quite early i've seen quite a lot of stuff where you've been like turning up to the gym at like 6 a.m and you've been working really hard um showing off a lot of your progress um you know is this something that you struggled with a little bit before you know when you were maybe when you were assigned at impact did you struggle a little bit with finding the time to do that or you know is it just because of no the no i was just just lazy shit <laughs> to be honest to be completely honest like you know not i should have been you know uh on it you know during my whole impact career or my impact run but to be completely honest um i stopped uh working out like six years ago okay and um I don't know why it was just I was just really hurt. I was hurt all the time I was doing all the strong style type matches like you know uh people you know just going off and just blasting you where your where your head ends all all the way over to the second uh, row where it's like ease up buddy it's ease up but you know uh I, I was just kind of uh my body was being uh beaten up and was kind of just uh like wearing down on me so i just took time off the gym next thing you know uh i blink of an eye it was six years later and i was like i was kind of looking around kind of chubby and stuff and i was like well i could either come out of quarantine looking like a fat piece of shit or i could come <laughs> out looking okay yeah no no fair play fair play what's interesting about it is that I can imagine that when you're working for a televised promotion, um, you know, you come in, you go and do your two or three days worth of real kind of consolidated, um, you know, matches, especially when you're doing like more massacres and all this kind of stuff that, you know, you really in between tapings and stuff, although you do have your independent uh, bookings as well, um, you know, you must like think, Christ, you know, I really, really need to just chill out for, for a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah. 
you know, and, and, and like repair. It's turned into, you know, a few years. And like I said, it just, uh, luckily, uh, my cat uh, wakes me up early in the morning. And it's like, <laughs> well, do I either just sit around playing video games all day or do I go, go to the gym. So I just normally just hit the gym. And then later on at night, it's about, the, it's same, you know, it's kind of like, uh, sitting around bored. I'll just go to the gym. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, uh, I find it difficult because, uh, when, uh, we, we had our first lockdown here in the UK, um, we weren't allowed to go to gyms. You weren't allowed to do anything. Uh, when we, um, came out of lockdown, I had a, we had a period where I was able to go to the gym, but you were only allowed to like do an intensive 50 minute session and, and then you had to leave basically. Yeah. So, so you go in there and I was going in like four days a week, something like that. But I wasn't talking to anyone. I was just like intensely working out for 50 minutes and leaving because you kind of had this thing in your head, man, I can't socialize because if I socialize yeah. before I know it, I've lost 10 minutes of my 50 minutes, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. You just get in there and get it going and hit it hard and leave. That, that's what I do. I don't, I, I leave my mask on and everything, a social distance and wipe my equipment down before and after I uh, exactly. leave. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, I see a bunch of people in the gym with no etiquette like that. I'm just kind of like, it, it, it kind of just, you know, makes you, makes you red. Like, oh, why wouldn't, why yeah, wouldn't bump. you just wipe your stuff down? It's We're rude. We're pandemic, guys. Come on. Yeah, it's rude, isn't it? I, I, I find that. I mean, you get people, they just wander around. They get on their piece of equipment. They do nothing because whatever they're doing isn't doing anything for them because they're not doing it properly. And then they just sort of kind of wander off and do something else or, or whatever. But they don't, like you said, they don't clean nothing down. They don't, they don't, you know, they, they just In don't care. They got a cigarette. <laughs> with a glass of of whiskey that's it that's it you're right whiskey cigarette a bit of bourbon loving life (laughs) but um proper lift right there (laughs) (laughs) you're so true so true um now there's something i did want to talk to you about because i know you're really really good friends with uh with the boys the rascals um and and i wanted to know your thoughts on them recently signing with the wwe and would you consider joining them on the NXT roster? Because I think you'd actually be an awesome addition to that roster. Congratulations to them. Like I, I've, you know, also I, I've uh, awesome for them. I've, uh, I've got a hold of them. And I've told them, you know, uh, that I'm very proud and congratulations and so on and so forth. Like, cause for me, you know, seeing seeing you know Zachary Wentz and and Desmond develop the way that they did before my eyes and see what they sprouted out and like the, the brighting stars that they are and the, like they're, they're shining bright and they're only going to get brighter, especially with NXT. As far as uh, me joining them or what, anything like that, like as far as those two go, they just need to spread their wings and just fly as far as they can away, you know, fly far, far away. The, the queen song, (laughs) spread your wings and fly away boys. You know, uh, but as far as, you know, I would love to be a part of NXT. I would love to be a part of that company. I would love to be a part of AAW. I'm open to be a part of any any company. Okay, any cool. Company from around any, I'm, you know, when it comes to me, I'm just, I, I literally am going whichever way the wind takes me on this. Like, I'm not putting any thought into it. I don't, I don't have any, you know, uh, 
long-term goals. If I, if it's not like I'm writing things down or if I have a list, like I need to, you know, I just, I've never been one of those guys. So I'm Mm -hmm. just kind of just going with ever, whichever way the wind blows, whichever way the wind takes me is I'll go. Okay. Now you never know where I'll show up. You don't. Yeah, well, that's true. And I, I'm really, really hoping you're going to turn up on my telly somewhere and turn up somewhere in the UK so that I could come and see you. So I think I'm not opposed to any of that. <laughs> now, um, obviously, over sort of like the tail end of 2020, um, you started to de- develop yourself physically. We've talked about the, the fact that you're starting to go to the gym now. I think that you've started to build yourself mentally as well. And I've seen some of the stuff that you, you know, you've been putting out, you've been you're getting mentally strong, um, which has been really good to see because I know, I mean, tail end of last, uh, sort of like, you know, you know, when the pandemic sort of kind of kicked off, I think I was a bit worried about you. I thought you were, you were, you know, you were starting to get a little bit down at that time, but you started to pull it towards the end of last year. You were really starting to pull it together. You got that momentum. What I wanted to know was where did the inspiration for this new character, this modern man in black character um, come from? And, you know, where can you see that sort of kind of developing? Can you give us like a, almost like a, an idea of who the, the modern man in black character is? Who, who is the it's modern actually, man? It's actually, it's, it's based off of, you know, not only the uh, Johnny Cash, you know, man in black, but it's also kind of got a little uh, Marilyn Manson quality uh, to it as well, uh, Phil. Um, because not only I feel Marilyn Manson's very, very intelligent. He is, yeah. You know, yeah. and um, you know, and for me, I feel like with the modern man in black, like my character, I'm a pro wrestler that happens to be a rock star. Okay. So what other what other, you know, other than Chris Jericho, because he is the <laughs> pro wrestler that is the rock star. Like in my in my mind, it's like who what other, you know, what other personality out there screams rock star to me? And it was Marilyn Manson. He's been a rock star for since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, talking so, about talking about Marilyn Manson. I know that you, you and uh, Nevaeh. I know that you guys w- watched or watched Sons of Anarchy, don't you? Yeah, we did. Yes, yes, yes. Did. yes. So, did, what did you think of Marilyn Manson in that then? Because he was in that as the uh, like the white supremacist character, wasn't he? I kind of, uh, I kind of fell off uh, before that. Like after the whole Ireland uh, like thing with Sons of Anarchy, I kind of like quit watching it. But then okay. I, then I like, I kind of would pick up here and there because uh, Nevaeh was really into it, and that was her show. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would, you know, if if I would wander in the living room and it was on, I would sit down and watch. But once the whole like Ireland trip and like the baby got you know, stolen, he had to go there. To, it, it was just kind of like, uh, I'm kind of mm. done with that. So I, I believe the Marilyn Manson stuff was like after that season. So it was like after that whole Ireland season, I was just It was. Like, yeah, I think he came around like, season five-ish, something like that. But, see, but like, I, I would see stuff here and there. And, uh, but as far as, you know, him as a role, I've like, I've never even really seen it. Okay. Okay. Well, that. Okay. Let's let's forget that then. I was gonna. I was gonna talk a little <laughs> bit about that, but that's fine. Let's just put that to one side. Let's put it in the pocket. Um, like, 
uh, as far as him, I just feel like he's, you know, just really, he's highly intelligent. Uh, some of like his outlooks and views and some of the interviews that you've seen, you know, conducted by him, I, I feel strongly about as well. So I feel like, you know, with the Johnny Cash and Marilyn Manson, uh, you know, kind of, you know, picked, uh, picked from both, uh, especially Man, uh, uh, Man in Black, you know, the song Man in Black. Is, yeah, it's a great song. Kind of goes yeah. with kind of goes with the times that we're in now so it's like what better way to launch you know uh this phase of my career you know to dig deep down and because i i I feel beaten down you know i i I feel just like you know the the regular person you know i lost my job all this stuff you know so i can i can relate to everybody especially during this pandemic and i think that's why uh you know, people can gravitate towards uh, the modern man of black as well. Yeah, that makes sense. So if it's a cross between sort of kind of this Marilyn Manson, a bit of Johnny Cashy, did you think about maybe make up and up maybe? Or you know, part? there was a, there was like a little thought of that, like, uh, do I? And then I was kind of like, man, I don't want to change like too, too much. Like I, I need to change the image and change the persona. I change the gear and stuff like that. Uh, the attitude, you know, uh, it's not like what you see on TV, you know, but uh, I just, as far as paint stuff like that, I just, it's not really my, uh, you know, um, your thing my forte. it's not no, my stick not my forte i don't like i don't like wrestling people with face paint on because like it could ruin gear fair enough you know? i get that fair enough fair enough i mean especially i was just thinking down especially doing the indies and stuff like a lot of you know a lot of, like impact and you know wwe aew like the bigger companies i'm sure those people have like face paint that will come off from in a washer or something like that if you wash your gear but like you know there there's been so many times in my career where i wrestled somebody with face paint and then i come back with their whole side of their face (laughs) on on the side of my gear and it just never comes out man i was just thinking along the lines of what you'd look like if if you sort of paled your face out and had like you know one white eye or something like that there's not much more to go to be honest as far as pale so (laughs) To be I, fair, I just I maybe just she just stay inside. Maybe just one white eye would be cool. That that would be cool. You never know. It'd I'd, be different. I don't know. Like I tried contacts early in my career to, uh, like, because I was a big Twisted and ICP fan. Yeah. Okay. So being like the Juggalos is like a Juggalo gimmick, and uh, we would try contacts. You know, like the whole wide out with just the black uh, eye like the black dot yeah exactly yeah every time i'd wrestle it would like move and just mess up (laughs) my vision so (laughs) i don't know if i could have any you know foreign objects in my eyes or on my face you know (laughs) it's just i don't know i just i I was just thinking the whole marilyn manson thing was sort of i was starting to get serious visions of what you look like like all marilyn mansoned up you never know you know that you might pull up a tape, you know, in a couple of weeks from now and see me all painted up and with one <laughs> eye. You never know. You, at this point, at this point, I'm just trying out uh, different things to see which which ones stick. 
Exactly. I mean, you never know. You never know. It might work. You could be like, yeah. right there. It'd be like, wow, this is cool. I feel um, like wrestling and comedians are uh, one of the same. It's like, you know, you go out as a stand-up comedian, you try out your different jokes and you find out which works and which ones, you know, you, you'd throw away and you keep. It's just like wrestling. Yeah, without doubt, without doubt. Now, I'll tell you what, there was some, there's something else I want to talk to you about as well. So, so over sort of like over the years have you been one of those that sort of like kind of would stand in the mirror and practice primos and all that kind of stuff or were you no, more, like just more on the fly i'm more what? of a everything when it comes to wrestling i'd rather be on the fly okay but like promos um no i've never practiced in front of the mirror and like i said it could probably it probably shows <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny because Maybe I uh, should be getting in front of the mirror like Nevaeh is going to be walking by the room tomorrow. I'm going to be cutting a promo against Hulk Hogan's mirror tomorrow. Hey, brother. Let me yeah, tell you, you something, never... Jack. Let me <laughs> tell you something, Jay. <laughs> that would be great. That, Let me tell I you could... something, dude. <laughs> I could just imagine that. Uh, yeah, I could just imagine you doing that. Maybe even your daughter's walking by. It's like, Dad? She'll be like, what the, what the hell? Mom, <laughs> dad's, dad's lost it again. <laughs> I think that would be really, really funny. But um, no, it's funny because uh, obviously, I've, you know, I've started doing this, obviously, because I've started doing this kind of podcasting and, and, you know, you've got to try and create that kind of like flow to your, the way that you talk. Otherwise, if you don't, um, it becomes uh, people are like, man, that guy's well. You know, for like, me, for me, I just hate the sound of my voice. Okay. So it's like I just, I'll just sit in the room and just not talk, like just stand in silence. <laughs> I'd rather just <laughs> just sit in silence because I don't like the tone of my own voice, and that's just you know going back from uh, being a kid to growing up to an adult. You know, just people, you know, being. I, I don't I don't know like um, is something to do with your accent know, or just just the tone maybe, of your voice? Maybe I don't know. Like I do kind of got a, a thicker accent when I when I first started doing stuff on the East Coast. They were just like, "Wow, you're a big old redneck." I'm like, "What? <laughs> you want to sound? You want to hear redneck? Go to Kentucky. Go to <laughs> go to places like that that have really thick accents." But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I think it's just more of my tone, and you know, I, I don't know. It's I don't know. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about wrestling at the moment then? So, are you are you are you involved in any teaching training schools, or no, are you still managing no. to get in run run the ropes or whatever you know run drills, getting involved in the ring at all? Or are you just not doing any of that at the moment? You're just concentrating on the gym, or or what? Yeah, just concentrating on the gym, concentrating on uh, the bookings that I have. Uh you know, before me and just, you know, going out there and performing the best of my abilities. That's just all I'm focusing on right now. Uh, as far as, you know, uh, being a trainer and so on and so forth, I think I'm not saying I would never, you know, train somebody, never say never in this business, but I feel like that's something you should do when you're older and your career is, okay. you know, done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my, yeah. I feel like my career is just starting. You know, not that I couldn't, you know, help and juggle, you know, uh, people getting in the business, but at this, I've never been one of those people that want to just train, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, 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 I get that, definitely. No, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, you know, I think teaching is, is, is not an easy thing to do. Um, it's you know, easy to do. It's, but, like, my biggest thing, uh, I, I booked Rockstar Pro Wrestling for six years. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I want to, if anything, I want to get back to booking and writing shows again, and soon, hopefully that happens, you know, and, you know, July, August area, and, uh in the Ohio area, hopefully things will open up and, you know, maybe, maybe I'll jump up and uh, book a show. Yeah. So talk, talking about, uh, sorry, you, you just cut, you sort of kind of went a bit funny there. So do kind of get the tail end of what you said, but um, with, with regards to talking about sort of kind of like wrestle pro and stuff, um, what, what was, uh, sorry, rockstar pro. Um, What's the situation with, with I mean, because I know that Sammy is obviously your best friend. So what's, do you know what the situation is with regards to, to his promotion at the, at the moment? Because we've not seen anything. Is it, is it just on hold or, or what? Yeah, I think everything's just on hold, especially, you know, uh, a lot of people are taking this uh, pandemic seriously, which you should. You of know, course. I wouldn't be out there wrestling during this pandemic unless I had to. No. You know, so well, you've like, got to earn uh, a living, haven't you? You got to earn a living. At the I end have of to learn a living. Yeah. So like, if but if I if I had like a backup or if I had like a real job, you know, or other uh, shoot job or you know whatever people want to call it, I say real job. If I had a real job, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't be out there uh, uh, wrestling during this pandemic. But you know, for me, I I chose this profession. And uh, I, uh, when, when I signed with impact, I actually quit my job. So I, you know, I haven't been, I haven't had a regular job in like four or five years. Really? What, what was your regular job then? What did you do before, before you signed with impact originally? I unloaded uh, trucks at Wright State University. Uh, just, it was, I unloaded, um, it was three, three trucks a week. It was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And okay. I had a, it was like a big basement. It was, it was a huge uh, college uh, uh, place where they would come and get their food and stuff. So I had, I had to stock uh, eight freezers and coolers and a full basement downstairs. And I had to do that by myself. Wow. That, that was, so that was obviously a full day's work then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, you know, between uh, the Tuesdays and Thursdays, you got to uh, finish putting the truck away and cleaning up and stuff like that just to get dirty on Wednesday and Friday again. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, mean, I only asked that because uh, when I interviewed Josh Alexander uh, back last year sometime, he told me he was a construction worker during, you know, his, his shoot job or his real job, whatever you want to call yep. it. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Worker. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and I said to him, I said, well, you know, same with the job that you were doing. I mean, that must have, been, that must have kept you fit because that's physical, right? Yeah, it was. I think that was the big thing too. Is uh, I I would park like a mile away too because I refused to pay for parking on campus. <laughs> so I would park a mile away and I would walk in to work and I would walk, you know, to and from work. It didn't matter if it was raining or if it was snowing outside. Like I just I did that mile into work and mile back. Uh, and then on top of that, I would, you know, unlift those uh, 40, 50 pound boxes. And I'm, I'm talking each truck would be like 1500 uh, pieces, you know, each, yeah. each box you'd have to take off. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty, pretty grueling work. 
And then on top of that, wrestling uh, five days a week, because I was wrestling five days a week yeah. then. Uh, yeah, I, would, I, would the, I would do the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. My God, that must have been insane. I mean, imagine if you'd done some sort of kind of hardcore matches or something, and the next day you've got oh, to go. Oh, I did. I did. I've really, done all, I, like, that's when I was doing my my crazy uh, death matches. That's at CZW days, going against Danny Havoc, you know, <laughs> going going through panes of glass, going through barbed wire, you know, uh, wrestling DJ Hyde in a no rope barbed wire a couple times in Dayton, and then having to go back to work that Monday to unload trucks where it just feels like you know you can just feel your your uh flesh just ripping away each walk like each step you take wow i can it imagine the thing is though that or as much as that must that's have been the, that's the one time where i was like maybe i should get a parking pass and pay this two hundred dollars <laughs> a year to park it because i've refused to pay to park where i work that seems a lot of money. That seems a lot of money to pay to park where you work. In yeah. fairness, that you would have thought you'd have got a parking pass, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would think so, but that's they kind want of the money, brother. That's kind of that's not that's not good. I'm, I'm not down with that. I'm sorry, but which university was it? Uh, Wright State University. Right, Wright State University. You know, shame that is on not you. Cool. That is not shame cool. Uh, I'm not down with it. And uh, if if that was happening over here, you'd be in serious trouble. I got a bunch of I got a bunch of parking tickets because of that. Really? Yeah, those days those those days I'm talking about those rough trips. I'd just I'd pull up and be like, you know what? Not today. You're not walking two miles a day. You're just beat up. <laughs> I'd be craw- crawling into work like, yep, uh, I'm I'm gonna get the ticket today. <laughs> <laughs> so how much were the tickets? So how much were the fines? That's the thing. Then you've I got to work out. Like fifty bucks. I think it was like fifty bucks. Uh, so now you've got to say, well, how many fines am I going to get in a year compared to the two hundred bucks a year? Well, I yeah. Well, I found out that. Uh, <laughs> that there was a loophole so okay there's always a loophole um and i didn't find this out until like my later years uh at ray state university but i found <laughs> out that uh what they do with the parking violations is they just hold people's uh, diplomas and when they graduate is that right yeah so it's like you know you won't get your master's degree if you have you know x amount of you know dollars in parking tickets so like I wasn't going there to learn. I was going there to work. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going there for, you know, a degree. Right. So so you could probably have got away with it then. I did. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, <laughs> well, there you there go. Was a bunch of unpaid parking tickets. There's the, always I, a there's always I don't, a loophole. I don't feel happy about that. And and the scumbags from 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 Ohio always find them, right? Always find. I'm a scumbag. I guess. <laughs> God. <laughs> Unpaid parking tickets at Ray State University. Well, it's terrible. That's, That's absolutely terrible. So going back a little bit on, on some of the some of the early days and pre-impact stuff, um, have you got any uh, interesting stories about some of the some of the matches that you had when you were say I don't know in your early twenties? To be completely honest, um, you're going to say I can't remember, aren't you? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, okay. One, the one couple that I remember is uh, when I first started out with my trainer, Bill. I, um, I, it was actually, it was 19. No, I think it was 18. So it was 
you know, early, earlier than the early 20s. So I was good. like 18 years old. Uh, I was just freshly out of high school. We were already training for two years to be pro wrestlers. Uh, so um, as I was, uh, I was, as I think it was summer break. Yeah. Cause it was July 21st was my first uh, match. July 21st, 2002. Okay. So my first match. Uh, so he goes, Hey, uh, Hey Jake, do you, uh, I know you have this big, uh, festival concert thing that you guys, that you and your friends are all going to, cause we, we were going to the gathering of the juggalos in Cave and Rock, okay. Illinois. And I already paid like 200 bucks for my, uh, my concert ticket, you know, for like the three day or four days or whatever it was camping, you know, just music, wrestling, the whole nine yards, like gathering of the juggalos. If you haven't been there, I suggest, you know, I suggest you go. I, I feel, I feel like everybody on this, on planet earth needs to experience at least one gathering of the juggalos. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> So, so, um, uh, anyways, uh, he goes, I know you got this big plan to go to your concert, uh, but, um, is there any way that you put that on hold and have, have your first match against me and pick one? I go, absolutely. That's right. So yeah. I hung up the phone. Um, I, I went and told everybody I knew, mom, dad, guess what? I've had my first pro match. Uh, then it then it uh, sunk in on me like how am I going to get there? <laughs> <laughs> so where was well, it? Where was the match? It was uh, Piqua, Ohio, at the Piqua Fishing Games. Like this is how this is this was. So I guess this is part of the story. Um, so I walk in, and I'm like, "Where's this building?" You know, like I, I'm not, like, like, "Where's this building?" And then they point to this like cloth like just blowing in the breeze just just two pieces of cloth just because it was windy as hell it was just 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 blowing in the wind and i walked through the curtains like the two curtains like like it's just two curtains there weren't anything on any other <laughs> side just two curtains i walk through and i go i'm a pro wrestler i'm here for the show no one looks at me they just point to the door Okay. So I'm like, um, I'm guessing I got to go through this door. So I, I go through this door and it's, it's a, the kitchen area in this like VFW hall. And it's okay. a, like that it's the pick with fishing games. So it's like they're, they're catching like catfish and they're pulling them out of this really nasty, like muddy brown water and throwing <laughs> these nasty catfish inside this, uh, you know, like this kitchen area where you would cook and clean catfish. I, I, I talk like, like I was like, they were foreign, like they were foreign in their own kitchen, but no, it was, I was like the foreign <laughs> object in the kitchen. Like, like, Holy shit, where do I change? And they just point over there. So it's like, I was literally changing next to where the people would pull their catfish out of the lake. And uh, it was so nasty and disgusting um i'm wondering why i didn't just walk away then <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy but of course we've all got to start somewhere right yeah yeah uh i i came out i was uh 
my name was Crazy J, but uh, the uh, people started calling me Crazy H. Right. Okay. So, uh, okay. I was like, okay, all right. So I just rolled with it and uh, got to the back after a horrible match, and I was just like contemplating my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is this really the right I, decision? Should I be doing this? Someone <laughs> said, keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, like you say, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to suddenly be, you know, on a televised promotion, like literally, you know, two years after starting your training. You know, you've got to be seen, you've got to get out there, you've got to practice and learn your trade, you've got to learn, you know, the the, the back sort of kind of the roster style etiquette, haven't you? Um, you got you got to you got to learn to deal with that fishy smell. Yep, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that catfish smell. Oh dear! Did that you go back so there again? Uh, no, that was the only time that promotion <laughs> ran. It was, it was called SBW First Choice Wrestling. And that was the vet. That was the first and the only show they ever ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually a really good name, isn't it? First Choice yeah, Wrestling. First Choice Wrestling. That's a, cool, that's a pretty cool name. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. So there you go. What a great story, guys. I think it's... Um, it was my you know, first choice. That was a fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Your first choice, your first show. Was it a yeah. good match, though? Did you have a good match? Oh, yeah. It was. I, I, I mean, I looked like a hardy boy that fell out of Hot Topic, but uh, <laughs> I, was like 100 and, I was like 110 pounds. I wrestled my trainer, so yeah, it was... It was pretty good for it being your first match i did the twist of fate into the swanton bomb yeah for the, uh, for the one two three. Oh wow that's really cool i'll yeah, tell you I won what my first match i i will <laughs> tell you what i am missing i'll tell you what i am missing actually at the moment is is, is your cutters because uh you know you, you're great you're so good at a cutter they come out from nowhere um <laughs> Some of those ones that you've done off the top, off the top turnbuckle, though, where you sort of like come in and you, as they're sort of being, an as they're going, yeah, they they're, they were so good, so good. Thank you, are you, man. Are you still doing those? Yeah, sometimes. Like I haven't broken out uh, in a while, but uh, you know, I think it's been, I think it's been a few months. Yeah, I I tell you, I think Randy Orton needs to check out some of your some of your highlight reels. Oh no, 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 no! I, I got it from him. <laughs> I got it from him. <laughs> I think yeah. I mean, to be fair, the Viper is is a is one hell of a one hell of a wrestler. He's absolutely he's, yeah. I got I, like I said, I got it from him. I got to see. Um, I mean, as we we've always talked about it, it previously, I'm not a massive um, WWE fan anymore. Um, I used to. I used to be uh, quite a big fan, and, and about four or five years ago, my brother. Uh, bought me a ticket. Uh, sorry, no, was it my brother and my wife? No, my wife bought me a ticket to go to a show in Cardiff in Wales, uh, which was a, a WWE house show. And the, yeah. uh, the, the, the main event was, was uh, Randy Orton versus... Uh, do you know what? I can't remember. But do you know why I can't remember? Because I was in awe of, of Randy Orton. He was so, so good. Like... <laughs> From the, the minute he walked out, the crowd just went insane. They just went mad. Um, and, uh, I mean, he, he, whoever he was against, it, it was nobody massive, uh, which is probably why I can't remember. But he destroyed them in, like, a minute. It, it, was, it was a very, very quick match. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, the, the, the crowd just went absolutely insane for Randy. Um, and 
rightly so, rightly so, he's, he's, he's amazing, without doubt. So, that being said, I don't want to end on that. Um, do you, you could. <laughs> I want to end on you, Baban, I want to end on you. So, um, <laughs> do you have a message for any promoters, promotions out there looking to sign or hire, for me, the hottest free agent available right now? I mean, you just said it for me. How I, you just put the words in my mouth. If you want the hottest free agent on your roster, hit me up. Like I said, any way the wind blows, any way it takes me is where I'm going. You never know. You never know where I'm gonna uh, just pop up. I think that's what's cool about the, all this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, you know, you're available now, and you know, if if you want uh, to have, I mean, for me, for me, you will headline. You would be a main event. For any indie promotion today, any indie promotion going on today, you're in the main event without doubt. Thank um, you. Any TV promotion today too. Well, very true. I mean, if you want the X Division champion, you, you know uh, the. I am former uh, X Division champion. If you want a former X Division champion on your on your roster, if you want a former tag team champion on your roster, you've got to look no further than than, than the hottest, up. the hottest free agent available right now in 2021. The modern man in black, Jake Christ, is the man. And you need Thank to be you, my man. Hit me up, Jake Christ Bookings. Jake Christbookings.com. That's it. And what about the socials, Jake? Where can we find you on there? Uh, Facebook uh, is just the Jake Christ. I think, you know, probably 5,000. I think friends is your limit on that. So no one's really on Facebook, but uh, Instagram and Twitter is at the Jake Christ. I keep it easy and simple. Exactly. Keep it easy and single. I could not recommend following Jake enough. You know, he puts lots of stuff out there, lots of little highlight reels and lots of different things that he's getting up to. He lets everybody know um, exactly where he's going to be. So, you know, if you end up being able to get to any of the promotions that he's going to be attending, then you make sure you get yourself over there. Check out the guy. He really is worth the entrance fee on his own, in my opinion. My man. My yeah. man. <laughs> So um, all that's left to say really is thank you so much for joining me today, Jake. Um, you know, and on this edition of Bison Talks Impact, um, I was really, really excited uh, to get you back on again uh, because you're one of my favorites that, that I've done so far. So thank you, man. Let's do it again. We'll do let's it, do it again. again. Give it another Part six three. months. We'll, we'll do it again, man. So it, that would be really cool. Um, and you haven't disappointed. You've given us some different stuff. You've told us all about what you're getting up to. I'm just really, really excited to get this one out there uh, for every, all you guys to see. Um, so if um, you want to check this out, don't forget, um, we're available on uh, Total Nonstop Impact via YouTube, uh, via or SoundCloud, via uh, Spotify, iHeart, we're, we're everywhere, man. Wherever Congratulations. You, man, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, this show is on, right? So make sure you get checking that out. Uh, also, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Leave me some comments below as well, um, you know, um, and I will be popping in down below in the comments exactly how to get hold of Jake if you want to book him. Um, he is the hottest free agent at the moment. All that's left to say is, I've been Bison, this has been Bison Talks Impact, and this has been the modern man in black, Jake Christ. Peace.